It's time for building the game. Building the game with Jason and friends. Tabletop game design. The the end of the episode that's when it technically ends hello and welcome to building the game a documentary podcast today is monday august 8th and you're listening to episode 532 as always i am your host jason here today joined by game designer discord user rob bergstrom hey rob how are you doing jason good good it's uh you know it's funny i i was uh you uh i was gonna ask you to be on the show and i hadn't yet uh, and then I had a guest uh, have to drop out at the last minute and you graciously jumped in as I'm preparing for Gen Con and said you'd do it. And and it's funny because I almost didn't ask you because uh, I had a moment of panic where I thought, wasn't he already on an episode? <laughs> but it was because you and I had like a two hour discussion right. about your game and a bunch of stuff one night over Zoom. And I was like, nope, that nobody else heard that. That was just us. Right. So, right. uh yeah, yeah, we should but, have recorded uh, that. That was fun. With, we, that uh, was a good stream. time. Yeah, that was a good time. Um, but yeah, so uh, so how are you doing? I'm doing really good. And um, no, thanks for having me. This is awesome. Um, and I think it's uh, you're really filling out the uh, roster here. You have plenty of people with tons of experience, and then uh, you got to every once in a while you got to get someone with the, get the newbie on there who's just a fledgling and flailing. Um, well, remember, this show is is built around the idea of 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 fledgling game designers. Of course, right? I mean, of course. No, it's it perfectly yeah, fits. It's so. great. I may have actually um, already spotted uh, a piece of errata. I think you said episode five thirty one two, but I think uh, my the title of my website. So anyway, yeah. So the errata <laughs> was that I labeled it the wrong number. Okay, there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, no, no. Good call, though. Yes, good yeah, call. Awesome. No, I I labeled it the wrong number because I was actually editing five thirty one, and I wasn't thinking about the fact that I create a I create a um a ZenCaster like file or whatever they like a an episode, and then that's what we record in, and that's where it saves all the files. Uh, but the last one because Kelly Hoagland was here in the studio with me. Uh, we didn't create one. We just recorded straight in a garage band. And um, so because of that, I was, uh, yeah, I, I titled the wrong thing when I made it for you. And then uh, as I was editing, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I had to go back and look. I was like, no, no I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Yeah. I said the well, right this, numbers. This is the fifth because one of my roles on the Discord is definitely like, you know, the Discord pedant. But um, no, uh, this is <laughs> this is all right. Well, I mean, this, uh, me being the one who spelled non sequitur wrong and, and uh uh jamie pointed that out for for me but no uh no great <laughs> let's continue <laughs> oh yeah so but um so yeah you have been um you've been designing for a couple of years now you've been working on your game about two that, or three or, yeah yeah two or three okay yeah. okay and we will dive into that much more uh but you joined the discord a while back i i can't remember how you found the discord like how I did you get into our discord group i can't either i <laughs> i listen <laughs> i've been you know it's so funny i've been listening to so many design podcasts and, and i just mm -hmm. forget yeah. uh how long it's been i'll realize i've been listening to one since not yours since like episode one because because that's what that's at least 10 years now almost but, yeah um, yeah more than 10 yours is so. probably that i've been listening at least two or two or three um because i was into like you know design before starting it and i'm just uh, fascinated by it um and yeah we can get into yeah, that so you just uh you hopped into uh, the discord one day and uh i'm curious because there are people who are in the discord who've never had listened to the podcast at all and they found the discord through pro spiel online is a good one heather sends plenty of people our way um which is great 
And yeah. Uh, yeah, I love love having as many voices and people in there as we can. I'm no, uh, it was it was definitely from you know you inviting at the end of a podcast, and I think th- why works. I yeah, and I, I felt like getting on because the way you are running things, the the conversational nature of it is so inviting and great. And, um, it's a, the community is, is killer. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of fun. Thanks for saying that. Yeah. I, I have loved, um, the community and the friendships that have formed around that. Um, you know, and seeing how many people are, Oh, let me play test your game. I want to help you. You can help me. And like, it was just, that's been really, really cool. Um, because there are a lot of formal sites for that, you know, things like break my game and protospiel online and and those are awesome right but like i i like having the informal like hangout place where people can just like chill and and yeah. talk about the stuff they want to talk about and you know in a in a safe space and and hang out with each other and uh i, I have friends. i have all those discords and, and it's not like it's not that they're intimidating but maybe it's that they're intimidating i don't know um i don't know i just yeah the um the friendly nature of and, and of course they're friendly on the other ones too but like uh uh I don't know. I, I can't really pinpoint that. I'm not sure why I'm so drawn to, to this one, but I think we have talked about it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, uh, it's funny. Cause for me, like I actually sometimes feel like I, at the beginning now I don't, but in the beginning, like I would feel nervous about posting things sometimes afraid that I was going to look like a moron, which is funny. Cause I'm never worried about that on the show, but like something about posting in the discord, like I'm hosting this discord <laughs> and then I'm like, right. I'm stupid. Um, so I was like, <laughs> I've gotten over that because now we're just all friends and yeah, but yeah. Uh, well, clearly you can tell that uh, I am not afraid of posting on the discord. I probably <laughs> should be a little more afraid. I think I often think, um, man, if I spent half the time I do, you know, lurking and posting on the discord or half the time I do listening to design podcasts, I might actually design something. But we'll <laughs> yeah, that's that. fair. I, you know what? I, I mean, it's a, it is a challenge. Like, um, you know, we were talking about this before the show and this kind of relates to our topic, which we'll get to in a second, but like, I feel incredibly under, un, underprepared for Gen Con, which has been two plus years in the making, uh, for me to be able to go back to it. And, uh, and that really bothers me, um, that I've got one meeting booked. I could have more. I've, I've had the option for more and haven't been able to do those because I don't have things to show, uh, mm-hmm. because you know, or things that I don't have things that fit those companies at this time. Um, and I have things in the works that do, but they're not there yet. And that, I find that really frustrating. Um, and it's those moments where it's like, it's too late to fix it. Right. Because mm-hmm. Gen Con is three days away and, uh, yeah, but it's, it frustrates me that I, um, like that. I, I see people like Julio who can just like machine stuff out. Yeah. Um, and uh and we just not everyone has that capacity like i know people will say listen you've got the same time they do but like i don't believe that i have that capacity uh right. i just don't you <laughs> and, know, um, I, I figured julio would come up but and my thought on on that yeah. was at least before we could say well he doesn't have kids or anything but now, <laughs> now he, i know he right? designing games with a, with a kid on his lap you know and yeah, yeah. And, yeah so anyway yeah. um it's hi, crazy julio. right it is crazy. Um, but no, I was thinking, you know, we, we did just get through a pandemic. I, I think you could allow yourself to slowly reintroduce yourself back into things. And yeah, allow, no, you I, know, right. Yeah, I, no, I, and I agree with yourself. you. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, it just feels like such a big, like what's, I think what's silly and people need to get their head around, like, is that 
even though this is the first like thing we're going back to in person, say like for me, it is or the first big event I'm going back to in person. Like I've pitched more in the last three years than I've pitched in the last probably seven years because it's been a lot easier to pitch online to people uh, where they weren't as accessible before. So I try to remind myself of that. If one of the reasons I'm where I am with some of my designs is because and some of my co-designs as well is because we've pitched the heck out of those and other things. And now we're in either the refining stage or the this has been signed and we're moving on or this isn't working and we're moving on, you know, so. Well, what's so, so, I mean, maybe things now in the design world are just going to accelerate because now everyone has this whole new set of tools and they'll mm -hmm. slowly be able to add back the in-person stuff, but then still have that whole set of tools of the online stuff. And and a lot of stories I've heard of people who would just, they just wanted nothing to do with it and had to and and became comfortable with it and now are just mm -hmm. rolling with it and almost and a lot of them that obviously prefer it but but yeah right so. right yeah yeah no i know people like jamie from our discord um one of our co-hosts they said that they would not be where they were in game design had it not been for you know the online presence of the pandemic making their lives uh making everything for their lives more accessible right mm -hmm. that they could get into the stuff that they couldn't have been able to physically get to all the time and that is um that's important to remember that there are sometimes some some silver linings in there of the mm -hmm. of the crap. <laughs> yeah. And well, yeah, and I think I, I almost talked about it like it was over and it's it's not over. So I Oh Casey, no, um, my yeah. my county once again went from uh high to low to medium, uh back to high again. So we're still high transmission rates where I live. Um and uh, yeah, that's really well, frustrating. So. Well, right. And did, I don't know if we talked about it. I mean, the reason I'm on here is your your original guest is sick yeah. with COVID. Yeah. And then with COVID, I just got yeah. I just got the text that you know we had a game night on Wednesday, and and I got mm -hmm. the text like, "Hey guys, I I I, I tested positive." And but um oh, so there's a chance you also could have been exposed then. Yeah, and but if officially, my wife is a nurse practitioner, so I run you know, and she's up on all the regulations, and mm -hmm. uh, hopefully she's correct about this. But you know, beyond 48 hours. Um, it's not officially an exposure. Um, right, right. Yeah. That is true, yeah. yeah. But I will probably test tomorrow because five mm -hmm. days out is a good time to test, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. But uh, yeah, no, I feel are, fine and yeah. We got a message from our, uh, we were out camping for the last week. We got a message from our dog sitter the second day she was here and she said, hey, so um, I just found out I have COVID. Um, and uh, yeah, what do you want me to do? And I was like, well, I know that you, uh, the, she's in college. I was like, I know you have roommates. Like, do you just like, if you want to watch our dog and stay at our house and you are healthy enough to do that, like just stay there and quarantine at our house. Like we're gone. Right. And then we just made sure that there was a nice, she was, it was on her fifth day of being sick that we actually left, that we came home. She um, was able to, we were able to create about a six hour gap between when she was at our house, when we were at our house and she cleaned up around our house, then we came home with masks and over sterilized and cleaned more than we needed to. <laughs> but just because uh, I'm not getting secondhand COVID. Yeah. And now of course we have the dog like semi quarantined uh, because like, if you read the stuff like dogs yeah. can get COVID sure. and he yeah. seems fine, but like they were like, and people can very rarely get it from their dogs. Right. They said, basically, just don't like put your face in your dog's face a lot right, <laughs> for right. a few days and you should be fine. Um, Man. Yeah. But I mean, we didn't, it was like, we can't have her leave now. I mean, because like she's already exposed the dog. So like she might as well stay with him. Right. 
Um, and so it worked out well for all of us because yeah. we had a dog sitter and more importantly, she had a place to safely quarantine away from her, her roommates, um, which was really good because none of she didn't get it from it there. So she actually, they all dodged it uh, besides her, which was great. That's um, cool. Yeah. Nice. But uh, sometimes it works out. Sometimes it works out. And uh, that was the closest brush we've ever had. We like officially had COVID in our house. We just weren't here. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. Which I guess is the best time to have COVID in your house is when you're not there. Um, that seems, seems like a no brainer. Uh, yeah, so, I Hey, yeah, Oh, yeah. go ahead. No, I, I mean, I, it's fine. I mean, I hate to feel like it's just like a matter of time, but I'm kind of there where it's a matter of time right, before I right. get it. But it's just, a, that's a terrible feeling. But anyway, just stay positive, well, I was talking which, to, which yeah. is kind of like what we were going to yes, right, talk right. about maybe. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, so you're going to introduce the topic. It's it's kind of this amorphous idea um, that we had. Uh, I wanted you to come on and talk about this, this game you've been working on. It's a big game. Uh, it's a long process. And you pitched this topic kind of um kind of to go along with it and i think that it ties in really nicely um but let's let's start off with you kind of introducing what we think the topic is <laughs> and um yeah yeah, yeah let's I, do that. you know well what do you have that um that quote in front of you i was gonna pull it up but i what did i send it yeah to yeah you yeah yeah, yeah i do the um the lamar jackson quote it's got a religious reference but i mean it's, it's... it does yeah it does but um uh, it was uh, Lamar Jackson said they hated Jesus and I'm not Jesus. So I don't really worry about it. Uh, I think the idea of saying they hated someone who was perfect and I'm not perfect. So if they hate me, it doesn't really matter. Um, it, I, I think, or facing negativity actually it says uh, it's Lamar Jackson on facing negativity. And this is a quote you sent me like two 30 in the morning. Uh, yeah well, when did you invite me on like that was about one i don't know it was, when it, it, was, was. <laughs> it was it was uh just after midnight my time because okay. i had just found out and it was yeah. that was i asked you yeah yesterday oh no this was it this morning yeah, yeah. i literally yeah. asked you this morning yeah. and we decided to do it tonight uh, i was like i have three days i can do it anytime in the next three days but yeah. we were able to do it today and so yeah you were up at 2 30 and um you said a way to talk around your game or designing in general in the context of facing adversity or negativity as a jumping off point. Uh, and then you gave me that quote. Um, and uh, yeah, and I was like, I really, I really like that because I, I do feel like um, I think obviously we all face a lot of negativity and adversity in uh, everything we do. Right. Or at least we mm -hmm. can, mm -hmm. um, but yeah. Or, also, or, we or we create it for ourselves. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. that too. Yeah. Yes. But that, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so what are your what are your kind of initial thoughts on on this and and um and I think that you've faced a lot of hurdles with your game, um and so it, it will we'll bring that up uh, later um or or you could talk about that now it doesn't really matter to me whatever yeah. whatever you feel more comfortable with. Well, let's start with that example um, I mentioned before the call. I also mentioned how like when I'm listening to these podcasts, you always mention about what we talked about before the call started. And I always want to hear that part, but um, let's right, see if we right, can right. recall what we were talking about. Um, my kids watch a show called uh, Brainchild on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And one of the, it's all just uh, psychological studies and examples. And one of the things they do is they take some strangers and they show them a magazine and they say, you know, do you think you can count all the photos in this magazine in one minute? And several people say, no way. And, and several people say, yeah, you know, I think I can, I'll give it a shot. I, I think I can do it. And so of course the people who, um, 
who say they can do it uh, say exactly the number of photos in the magazine in a minute. And the people who say, I don't think I can do it, they, they pretty much everyone in the study, like they can't do it. And it turns out the people who started with a positive attitude didn't count the photos. They just noticed like the first in the first couple pages of the magazine, the page that says, hey, there's 39 photos in this book. <laughs> and um, and then you mentioned the other study, which happened to be on the show as well, mm-hmm. which was that case where, you know, where they give someone the, the instructions in the context of the show. It was kids versus parents. And uh, right, right. You know, read all these instructions, read all of them before you start. And of course, the, the last one says, don't do this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. Um, but no, like, it, yeah, it's, it's so important to have a positive mindset. And, and, and I just wanted to come on as like, what I want to talk about, what I hear in like the discord and, and various places and, and various interviews, there is, you know, there, there's a lot of fear about pitching and maybe about fear about just trying design in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and whatever I could do, I'm not saying I'm fearless, but I do have a lot of experience putting myself out there. I mean, I think we mentioned earlier that I, you know, I don't know. I, I, and I, one thing I was thinking about as well is like, th- I do also have a lot of privilege, um, but uh, anything I could do to, you know, allay my own fears, but, but, but also share the ability to try and, you know, reduce other people's fears and anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, I just mm-hmm. want to send that out into the ether. That's, that's the, amorphous topic i'm suggesting that we do <laughs> we're going to solve your anxiety and fear um, good luck i'd like that i, yeah, I would like but, that that would save me a lot of therapy and medication bills so that right, would be great right. but you know I, yeah go ahead i was just say i think i think the key there is like you said you know you from your perspective you have a lot of privilege um but that doesn't mean you're not afraid and that absolutely doesn't mean you don't create your own adversity and negativity right out of that fear right the self-doubt mm-hmm. the negative self-talk that sort of stuff um, and that's the sort of stuff that, you know, isn't, I mean, it's, I, I don't want to, it's, I want to say it's not real because it's, you know, it's, it's all in our heads, but obviously what's in our heads is real to the point that it's in our heads. And, you know, I mean, this is something that I live with all the time, um, with anxiety and, and a lot of this negative stuff and OCD and things like that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not, I'm 100% aware of the realness of all of those things, but I'm also aware that they're only real in my mind and that, you know, when I'm anxious about something, I could just still do it. And mm-hmm. the effect of me doing that isn't the, the, you know, the result, I mean, of me doing that isn't going to be, um, isn't going to be reduced or I'm not going to fail because of being anxious about it. Right. Mm-hmm. If I still just do it and say, you know what, I'm worried, I'm afraid, but I'm going to do it. Um, then, then I can do it. Right. Yeah. Um, it's, but when I let that be a wall and it's in the way, then, then like you said, with the people who said, Oh, I can't count these pictures. It's the same thing. Right. And obviously as a person living with, with mental health issues, I'm 100% not, um, saying that they'll just get over it. I'm not, I'm not, because like I would be a hypocrite if I said, (laughs) because there's so many things that I don't just get over. Um, but I mean, I tell my kids a lot, it's okay to be afraid, but don't let that fear stop you from doing it. Like, I'm like, be afraid and do it anyways, right? Like, that's the goal um, is if you're yeah. afraid, but you can just do it. Awesome. Yeah. And you know what? Um, so my background isn't in pitching games, obviously. I, I mean, I can't, 
I'm happy to, and I'd, and I'd love to. Um, mm-hmm. um, but I have a lot of experience with public performance and music and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. not only not only do, are you feeling the anxiety, but you do it anyway. When you do it enough, you feel the anxiety come on, and you, and you recognize it, like like ah, here it is, and it yep. becomes yep. something that you own, and and it becomes something that you enjoy getting over. And, and that just means stepping up to the microphone or getting into the pitch and, uh, and being true to yourself and being honest and, and uh, say what you want to say. And, and I mean, and how it plays out, who knows how it plays out. It right. doesn't, it doesn't matter how many um, experience have you had? How many, can you look back in your life and, and think of things that like where you might've made a, a fool of yourself, it seems, or, or you know, I felt silly and, you know, given the distance from it now, uh, you can talk about it and, and you can laugh about it in some cases, you know, or a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. Who's to say, like, what, what's about to happen now won't be something that you can look back on and, and treat as an experience that helped you grow or you're able to laugh about. Right, uh, right. I mean, I don't know. It's just so important to, to just breathe and be and, and, and realize that, I always fall back on, and I don't want to get too like hugely philosophical. So stop me if I get crazy. <laughs> but, like, I mean, my big fallback is the fact that we're just on a giant rock floating in space, and we're lucky that there's this layer of atmosphere on it. And uh, mm-hmm. and when you know when yeah. people and uh, people fly up into space and they look at the Earth and they, astronauts say, "I wish everyone could see this," because when they come back down, they just have a new perspective. And mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. it's so funny to, that how many people just not only not have that perspective, but, uh, uh, I don't know. I'd like, you know, and so, yeah, like I said, this, the danger of this topic is we could go, uh, in all sorts of directions, but, uh, and it's also not to say that like, I have my moments as well too. Uh, and we all do. The thing you were talking about, by the way, is called the overview effect, uh, which is where astronauts see earth from space, um, and how it kind of makes them be like, wow, everything, you care about is on that thing, right? The the whole world is on that thing that you can now see from space in a different way. And I was actually just talking to my son about it because he was like, dude, would you ever want to go to space, dad? He's 10. And I was like, I said, yeah, if somebody offered me the chance to fly up into space, uh, 100% done. Like, I don't want to go on like a big space mission, but the idea that I could go up and see the world from that perspective, yes. Like, couldn't stop me, man. Like, if you want to offer that to me, like, I will take you up on it for sure. Um. But, you know, and he was like, I don't know. It seems kind of scary. And I was like, it doesn't matter. right? Like, I'm mm-hmm. terrified. Like, he's like, aren't you scared? And I'm like, I am terrified. But I think that the reward is more worth worth more than the risk. And I think that there that that can be a double edged sword. Right. The idea of when you say, what is the risk if I do this? Like, you know, if this if I try this and it's a huge failure, what's the risk um, versus what's the reward? Right. And um, I think that when we talk through that in our head, we have to be very careful to uh, because I think that it's easy for us to um, make the risk sound a lot higher and or make the reward, you know, sound a lot um, sound a lot less good. Alternatively, I think the other problem is if you say, well, listen, this is a risk, but the reward's going to be worth it. And if the reward is winning right like if 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 when you go pitch to a publisher and you're terrified right and you sit down and you're like oh gosh i'm so nervous but you're like you know what though the reward is that if they like my game they're going to publish it and so you're focused on that 
and then they don't right and yeah. then they the answer is 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 a flat out no we're not interested in this game and then it's easy to step back and say well damn like the risk wasn't worth the reward because there was no reward right mm-hmm. i think it's pivoting in your brain to say the reward is the experience right yeah yeah and as long as that experience isn't a traumatic experience yeah. or a super negative experience you know just getting rejected for your game um hopefully is not a traumatic experience i mean i guess it depends on how it happens and how important that game is to you um but i think in general like it's a it's a pretty safe thing to pitch a game to a company and understand that if they say no it's not the end of the world right Mm -hmm. I, i saw this guy one time on shark tank and he had made this game um like it was basically air hockey except for with a ball and you like slap the ball with your hands back and forth and it started with his wife and him like like playing this game on the coffee table he's like we need rules for this game and then he ended up making these boards and like he made this huge thing and he like he was living like in a van or his car because he had sold everything because he believed in this so much and he got to shark tank and they were like they they they, you could tell they felt awful right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but they were like this no it's a pass i mean because it was a horrible idea right like it wasn't even a it was not a sellable thing and um and he had risked everything for it mm-hmm. right and there was no reward and that was probably just devastating yeah to him um and so so yeah i don't i don't actually know where i'm going with that i guess well, i'm just I mean, kind of talking well, through the thing, there are there are yeah. super negative outcomes right yeah but we also don't know what where he is now and what's going on and i bet if you checked in with him he'd say like yeah that happened and i mean uh, I hope so, because I'll yeah. tell you what, like, when they were telling him no, mm-hmm. like he was basically just like, I can't, I can't, this cannot fail. Like this yeah. can't be for nothing. Right. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was really, it was hard to watch mm-hmm. because this person believed in something so much and, and it just didn't. Yeah, and it just didn't. Work. Well, you know, and that's actually something I kind of wanted to talk about too. Um, to go back to the comparison of music, like when someone comes up, remember that singer on on uh, the, the singing show when singing shows were starting, and and I can't remember his name, but he was just so terrible. Um, but but he ended up putting out an album, and it sold copies. And William and, Hung. Yes, and what came across what came across was his joy. Yes, um, yes, right. He was so yeah. excited about it. Yeah. So the issue with focusing on the target, the end goal is 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 the crux. I, I've heard people who are just well, specifically, let's talk about the, the person who's just like, I've I've got to get this signed. My my number one goal, if I don't get this signed, I'm a failure. If you go into pitches with that outlook, I don't think you're going to put your best foot forward because your your mindset shouldn't be, I've got to get this signed. It's got to be, I've got to tell them about this game that's so great and I have so much fun playing and all my friends have so much fun playing. And then don't even talk about signing it. Like, don't even, you know, maybe that won't even come up and maybe they don't want it, whatever. But like, but tell them like why it's so awesome. And if your goal, and then so, so, Comparatively, like talk about, you know, if you're playing a sport, you know, if you're a hockey player and you want to win the cup, you know, 
Mm-hmm. I've been on a hockey team where someone came in and it was the championship games. Oh, I just, I really want to win this cup. I, I, I want to win it. And like, and just right then I was like, I wasn't the captain of the team. I, I didn't have anything to say, but I knew we didn't have a good chance because, because you can't just want the end. You've got to, if you're going into the game, you, get, you have to be like, I want to be here for my teammates, do my job, trust them, trust myself and just play the best I can. And then mm-hmm. what happens happens. Um, so to that guy who, you know, risked everything and got shot down, I mean, and even the most negative experiences, if you keep going, you're, it's, you're, it's, you're going to, he's going to, he, he now has more experience than we do going that far down the negative path. Like Mm -hmm. his heart is actually now bigger his scope of experience is even now bigger. Yeah. But it happens to be in the negative direction, but right. you know, uh, it's, it's- I, I get what you're saying. No, I totally get yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I mean, I think my takeaway on that portion of the topic is just that setting the correct expectations and asking yourself, like, what do you want out of this is really important. Right. I mean, that's um, because if you, you know, if, like you said, you know, the guy who said, I really want to win this game. Like, you know, like it, when you make something like that, everything to you, then when it doesn't work out, it's crushing. Right. And it can be like life changing in a very, very traumatic way. Um, and that's, you know, I, I think that it's, I think when you tie your identity to that one thing like that, that can be really, really difficult. Um, you know, and I, I see this, I do see this with some, some designers where like they have a project and like, that is the only thing like they will work on one game for, for like 10 years. Right. Sure. Um, and they'll get rejected by publishers routinely with it. Um, and they keep pushing forward because they believe in the game. Right. And they'll get feedback mm-hmm. that says, Hey, this game, it's not going to work out. I don't think like stop with this game. And, and they keep fighting on and like, it, it's, it's weird, right? Because that can go one of two directions. It can go the direction of finally you, it clicks and it works and you get it out there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I had uh, some designer friends who've done that a couple times where they've had a game they've been working on for years and years and years, like literally five to seven years. And finally a publisher picked it up and and made it and it was good and it was great. But I've seen other people, I think you said in our last Discord meeting, you know, the light dying in a designer's eyes because that one game they really wanted to make happen and they've invested everything in just isn't going to happen, right? Um, yeah, and so... Was it Connor? Or no? Anyway, yeah, sorry. I think it was Connor we were talking yeah, to about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Wait, huh? And then you're yeah. you're gonna you're gonna retheme your game, uh, <laughs> the, the dying of the light or what is it before the light dies? Yeah. Oh yes, before yeah, yeah. the light dies. Yeah, yes, no, yes, yeah, the yeah, light no, dying in a designer's eyes. Eyes, yes, yes. No, um, no. Sorry, I, I warned you. I would try and derail things, and, and there I go. Um, <laughs> so yeah, where were we before I, I slipped into Rob mode and and broke things up? Well, so let's talk about like because I know oh. like. Oh, go yeah, ahead. Well, go I mean, ahead. Well, sorry. Well, yeah. Okay. So I, case in point, I am someone who's making one game. 
I'd love to make other games. I'd love to have a ton of ideas. And, um, but I just, my mindset isn't that type. And, you know, I, I listen to lots of podcasts, lots of different designers. There's so many different approaches so, and lots of them work. There's tons of different ways to do it. Um, but at the same time, I, I mean, I'm enjoying pursuing this game. I love the setting. I love the topic. We, we can talk about it. We don't have to, but I also accept that like, um, could go nowhere and that'd be fantastic. And that get, gets back to my privilege. I am, I am established. I, I am a hobbyist. Um, I mean, I'd love, you know, I'd love for something magical to happen and make a great game and, it, and it, I publish it and it sells, but, um, but, but the mindset yeah. you have is, is different, right? Like, so, so Jonathan Chaffer, when he was on a couple episodes ago, we talked about people accepting feedback and stuff. And, and one of the things we talked about was like, you know, the person who's created this game that has like this entire, like huge world they've created and all of this backstory and all of these things and like movie or novel level things. Right. Um, and, and when they create that world, they become excited about that world and, and that world becomes them. Right. Like, mm -hmm. and I, I'm sure you see this with authors all the time, but the thing with authors are, especially if they're successful, they, they just keep writing the books uh, or in George R. R. Martin's case, they just keep saying they're writing the books. Um, mm -hmm. But uh you know, I, when it comes to like a game or something like that, when you're putting everything into that idea, at some point you have to figure out like, is it going to work or is it not? Right. Um, what you're talking about in a slight spoiler for your game is your, your, um, your game is about a real thing that you are passionate about a, uh, you know, a historical thing that you feel like people should know about and you want to do justice to. Um, and you've even said if somebody else like had stepped in and said, listen, like, let me do this or I can do this right. And I can help do this justice. Like you would be like, yeah, let's do it. And I think that's a different mindset than kind of a lockdown mindset of saying like, no, this is my thing. I'm doing it. No help. Right. Like you take it as it is, or you don't. And I think that that right there is a great example of creating your own adversity, right? You are mm. setting arbitrary, you are building arbitrary walls to make it harder to get your game out. Um, I think a great example of somebody doing the opposite of that, other than I think you are a good example of that, but somebody else, Jamie, one of our co-hosts, right? They, with their game fight sequence, like they've explored, they're not afraid to explore a lot of different options with how to put it out there. Mm -hmm. Even though it's a world they've created that they're passionate about, right? Like they're not afraid to say, maybe this publisher could look at it. Maybe I could do that with this. Maybe I could do it myself. Like, And I love that because mm -hmm. what it shows is it's about, doing it right and doing justice by the thing. It's not about having it exactly like it has to be. Right. So like they're trying to purposely like break down the arbitrary walls that might get in the way of getting it done and getting it out there and, you know, reducing, you know, they're not having self-created adversity in there. Um, that said, when they do have so like uh, the differences and you could say like, well, but if, if a person says no in this theme, it has to be very diverse, right? Or it has to be like, you know, and, and that's something that's super important to Jamie when they're designing their game fight sequence. But that's not like that's standing on principles, right? That's not creating adversity for adversity's sake, right? It's standing on principles and saying, I know this is the right thing to do for this goal. Um, it's not something they're making up, right? <laughs> it's saying like this, I want to be representative in the world in this way. Um, and I think that goes along with a lot of what you're trying to do with your game um, mm -hmm. as part of this, you know, whole process. 
Yeah, and I know Jamie, I mean, their ultimate goal is to start a business and, and really roll with it. And and mm-hmm. so they have to balance that. Uh, and Jamie, of course, like won't hear this because they don't listen to <laughs> anything but their own uh, version, uh, episodes they're on. I anyway, listen to the episodes I'm on too. Yeah, we'll have Get to it. mention that, that they're on there. Um, yeah, we'll no, tell them um, they, got, they better listen. We said a lot of nasty stuff. <laughs> no, but no, where do you want to go now? So, so, you know, you talked about facing adversity and facing negativity, right? And so like, as you mentioned in the beginning, and I want to be clear about this, we both understand that there is 100% real adversity in the world that a lot of people will face or adversity that you and I will likely never face. Because like you said, we're both, you know, you said for yourself, but we both are very privileged. Well, I'll give you an example of that. Um, I, I do have my name on a couple boxes on my wall here. Um, one on a, a Gale Force 9 game and one on Monster Fight Club. But, uh, and the reason that is, is because I, they're literally down the street and I drove by one day and I was interested in, in what goes on there. So I just walked in and, and interrupted the CEO on a call and, and, and just, you know, raised my hand and said, I'm being, I'm being a, a, an a-hole. This is, <laughs> this is me being an a-hole, but I just wanted to see what's going on here because I'm enthralled with this industry and, and design. And, and he's just like, hold on. And, and on the phone, he's like, someone just walked in. Can let's just finish this call later. Um, and that's, that's John there, but um, he's just <laughs> great dude. But, but, you know, does, does someone who's not a 47 year old cis white male walk into anywhere just completely confidently by themselves? Right. Right. So probably, probably not. And the fact that you were even taken seriously is insane to me because like, yeah, just because so, so many like, like who is this crazy person in here? Right. Leave. Um, and the fact that you were able to do that is, is pretty crazy. Yeah. And speaks for a lot of privilege and a lot of also very niceness from them. Like, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I, I mean, I, I, if you're going to do something like that, own it, like realize that you're being, you know, you're being a, a jerk. And I you know like, right. this is me. I, I, well, I, yeah, but I didn't know how to approach the place. So like, I just am going to walk in. Yeah, great. So, um, no, there's, there's me admitting that I can be crass and, and privileged. But at the same time, maybe, you know, um, maybe it's an action. That, I mean, that's got to that's got to be you when it's time to like pitch a game, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know, Maybe expect, not expect, but, but hope that the person on the other end and they, and I'm sure in this industry, well, you know, hopefully a huge percentage of the people on the other end are, are decent human beings and, and are just trying to do their job um, mm-hmm. and would love to talk to you and, and hear your ideas um, and don't have a goal of, of uh, destroying you. Um, but maybe at least just giving honest feedback. And I'm, you know, I'm realizing I'm, I'm tapping the table, and that's probably really annoying. People. I've got a ring on. I'm gonna pull this ring off. But yeah, because I listen to podcasts and I hear people tapping, and it annoys me. And I'm sorry, everybody. But no, um, yeah, like like have some faith in in give the other person on the other end a chance to be a human being because they are. But you know, human beings have failures, and and you might run into some not so yeah, great. Yeah. And, and, you know, like, I think, you know, when you're talking about being people who are historically excluded or, you know, marginalized, it's a lot harder for them to feel like they can just walk into a room and say, hey, look at this thing and listen to me, right? And, and that's, 
that's like a, a another layer of, of you know of fear and adversity that is is put upon someone is that fear of like is this you know i've heard women designers say like is this a safe publisher to talk to like mm-hmm. to, to pitch to um and like i've never like had to think that right what mm-hmm. i've had to think is like and i try to be conscious and say like is this a publisher that i feel that, that those that those people i know who are marginalized or historically excluded would say hey i'd feel safe pitching to them and if they wouldn't then i'm sure not going to either right because i don't want to support that company um but that's a privilege that i have and that's where you know i should create that wall for myself right saying like if you're gonna face this adversity well then i'm gonna face it too but again that's adversity with a point i think what we're trying to to say is don't create adversity that has no value right creating your own walls um you know creating your own negativity like that has no value um other than to make you not do things right and that's Mm -hmm. that's not good you don't want that an an easy one well it's not i say it's easy but it's obviously not easy (laughs) but when you're going through your head thinking trying to figure out what people are thinking about you or you assume Mm -hmm. you know what they think about you you just gotta just nip that bud like that voice stop that because there's just there's no way yeah, yeah. you've got to leave it down and if in, in, in the same respect if people are telling you i've seen people i know on the internet getting talked about um but and you and, and that you you personally know that person and you you have to establish your own you should get to know them as well um Mm-hmm. you've got to have your own experiences with people to be able to make judgment calls. So if you're assuming what someone thinks about uh, you, maybe, you know, interact with them and, and not ask them directly, but you, the whole point of it is, is don't assume, you know, what people think about you and don't right. assume, don't right. assume, you know, someone that you've never met. Um, right. Right. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, the, the other thing though was so speaking of the negativity, like I, I think that, that there is, plenty of negativity in the game design world and in the world in general and like when you are you know working on a game or putting it out there like there's going to be negativity like there are super crappy people out there who are going to say crappy things about your game even if your game's good you know they're going to be those people that rate your game a one on bgg maybe because they don't like the game or maybe because of some really stupid reason like i can continue seeing posted like this doesn't have a good organizer one this has an electronic component one um this has an app one so like those people are are jerks and and that negativity exists and it's that is negativity that you you cannot let stop you Mm -hmm. um because if if you want to take the time to make something that everyone's going to love you're never going to make something right. There's that parable about the people with the donkey and then the donkey runs away because they try and carry with a blanket or something. What I'm saying is look up that parable. Uh-huh. What I'm saying is <laughs> like you are not like people are going to be negative about your stuff. People are going to hate your stuff. Some people are going to love your stuff. There are so many people that I've heard over the years, like say crappy stuff about this podcast. And like, I, I literally don't care. I've heard people yeah. say, Oh, they talk too much about this stuff. I'm going to stop listening. Okay, cool. Go. F- I mean, there are plenty of other podcasts. Listen to a different one, right? Yeah. There are people who I've seen, like, say cruddy things about some of my games, and 
And like, you just have to, you have to be okay with that because it's generally not about you. It's about them. Now, if you're afraid you're going to put out a game and everyone's going to hate it. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a scary, real fear. It's pretty unlikely, but it could happen. Um, Even that game will get some people who love it. I mean, <laughs> but yeah. yes, yeah. yes. So like I, my game water balloon washout, which is, it's the first game I ever designed. Um, it's, I think it's fun. I think it's incredibly flawed, right? Like having played it, you know, I mean, I designed it 10 years ago. Um, I have done so many more things since then. I've learned a lot of things that said, if I was going to make a new version, it would be very different. Um, but that said that, that game is consistently the game that I get the most positive feedback from, from casual families who like to play games. Mm -hmm. They love it. They think it's great. Um, and that's good enough for me, right? Like I don't, I don't need to win the spiel to feel like I did a good job with a game, right? I don't need to have like a nine BGG rating. It doesn't matter. Um, so, um, and you, you're going to deal with things like I on Unreal Estate. I've seen feedback that's like this game is unplayable because this, this, and this. And I'm like, you clearly, as you and I talked about before, didn't read the instructions because the instructions would tell you not to do the things you're doing. But I'm not going to argue with you because you've made up your mind, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but in addition to that, like there's enough of that negativity. We don't need to create more in our heads to put out there. Um, and it can be hard not to, and you, you know, I know for myself, I'm going to create the negativity, but it's calling the negativity in my head's bluff. Sometimes what I, is what I have to do to be able to move forward mm -hmm. and to get things done. You know, when I, um, I mean, I, the number of times that I like, come up with a game idea and I'm like, this is the best idea in the world. And then I write some rules and I make a rough prototype and I'm like, this is garbage. Everyone's going to hate this. And I put it away. I'm confident I've lost good designs doing that. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. confident I've also lost some real, real uh, turds, which mm -hmm. is okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but like, um, but sometimes you let that negativity get in the way uh, and stop you from, from moving forward. So sorry, that was a yeah, well, no, you long soapbox. No, no, no. Well, I mean, you started off with, by saying the way you deal with it. When someone said, for instance, speaks about the podcast negatively, you say you don't care. And it, it, it's, it's not so much like being able to not care about it. It's being able to say, I mean, it is the, it's the natural order of things. I, mm -hmm. uh, one of the things I was looking into before this get, getting on here is, um, you've seen these studies where people, look at uh, each other and, and they decide whether they, maybe I think it's specifically, do they find them attractive? And when you look at them and they've decided the human, human beings do it in about three seconds. But I met, and I was trying to see like, I was trying to see um, if there's like the auditory equivalent, like how long do you have to listen to someone on a podcast before you decide like, you do not like this person. And I guarantee you, if they've made it this far, there are people listening to me right now saying, I don't like this guy. <laughs> and, right. uh, uh, and you know, I've played music. I've, I've sang. I, I got feedback from one guy at a bar one time. He said, <laughs> just walked up to get a drink. He's just like, you are terrible. You need singing <laughs> lessons. I'm like, interesting. Okay. You know, I have, that's the natural <laughs> order of things. But I also have lots of people who are just like, your voice is so great. I like, I can dial into it and, and I love it. So, so I have to like, you know, I have to take that too. But I have to, mm -hmm. you know, you know, it, you can't fully absorb the negative and you also can't fully absorb the positive and it is a it's life is a balance it's all just the natural order of things right right 
just you know soak it in don't let it tear you up um but the point being but the, the the more you put yourself out there and have all those experiences you each time you do you'll be able to deal with both ends of the spectrum better and it's just uh but you know if you if you're scared of putting yourself out there and, and it, it's understandable and, and uh uh i would just encourage everyone to you know just put yourself out there um it's funny you said you know like you get used to both ends of the spectrum which i assume by that you mean people saying like oh i love your singing and people saying you're the worst singer in the world is that what you're talking about yeah like, yeah both sides of that yeah. and it's funny because over the years i've become so much more immune to negative feedback but i still get embarrassed when people say nice stuff about it. yeah <laughs> so, well no like, you, you, at the end you don't want to um yeah, it's important not to believe your own bull cuss, you know? Um. One, one of the other things, too, I think to point out, though, is you talk about the guy who walked up to you and said, you're the worst singer in the world. You need singing lessons. Um, like, don't be that person, right? Like, the world has enough negativity in it. Don't be the person putting that out there. Like, don't, you know, like, like be kind. Like, mm -hmm. if you're going to do something, just, just be kind to people, right? Yeah, um, I think specifically, like, say, feedback on a game. And you find like, okay, I don't, I don't like this. I want to say something, but like before you like just belt out the thing you don't like, go the full route in your mind and say, how would it be better for me personally? Like, and, and, and that's some feedback I could give, you know, uh, it's, I don't, this isn't jiving with me. And this is, I'll go over this with my kids, you know, how, you know, they, they give you like tr tremendous immediate negative feedback. Just like, think a second, you know, like what, what is it you uh, want here? How could this improve? And how can you vocalize that? Um, yeah. And, my yeah. daughter is constantly like, this is boring. Like, mm -hmm. thanks. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for that. That's cool. 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 Yeah. Cool. Appreciate yeah. that. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I also am, uh, I'm also the worst case of like, I, I definitely having kids has there certainly helped, um, being able to see things this way. Uh, I don't care about winning games. When I said, I'm almost, I'm almost disappointed when a board game ends. And if I've won, it's just like, oh, okay. You know, I, it, you, I, it's the participation, it's the play, it's the journey. That's what your whole, mm -hmm. and I know that's, um, you hear it a lot, but um, it's, uh, it's important um, to truly feel it and, and you know, believe it. Um, it's not all about end goals and achieving things. Uh, I, but this is, and again, this is me personally talking, uh, but I hope that helps someone. <laughs> yeah, so. It's but. not, I mean, it really is like, I just had this thought recently and I'm going to try and put it into words, but like, I was thinking about life in general and like thinking about, you know, like, like we're so constantly focused on achievements, right? And where, what have I done? Where are you going to go? Like, what, what am I like, what am I doing with my life? You know, what, what is my next goal? You know? And like, like maybe life isn't about like, like, you know, where you get by the end, right? Maybe life is just about like the experience of, of doing it all, right? Mm -hmm. Doing what you can in that day to day. And, and, and when I say maybe, I mean, I, I believe that it is, but it, it's, it's really hard to not think about that, right? Mm -hmm. To It's hard to just say like, oh, it's, it's, it's not about the success or the achievements and things like that, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that I spent a lot of portion of my younger life being very focused on, trying to like leave a mark and trying to create things that would last and that would 
people would remember. And, and the fact is like, that's all crap. Like, because nobody's going to, um, like, and as, as Keanu Reeves once said to Stephen Colbert, like, I believe that when you're gone, the people that loved you will miss you. And like, that's like, that's the thing, right? Like, it's not about like, Oh, I made all these games or I did all these things. Like, what did you do with your days that like, you know, like I, I have this quote on my desk uh, that I've mentioned before in the podcast, but like people are, what am I doing with my life? What's my five-year goal? What's mm. this? And like, I just have this quote on my desk that I don't remember where I heard. I heard it was in some book I was reading and the person said, what am I doing with today? Like, what am I doing right now? Mm. What am I going to do with that? Um, and when you compartmentalize things into that small bit of space like it's easy to say like what am i doing with today well i'm not going to waste today right i'm going to do this and i'm going to do this but it's also i can say what am i doing with today well today i'm going to recharge because uh because there's you know i've been dealing with a lot of crap and so i'm going to do that um and i'm not trying to like completely tangent here i do feel like this ties back to the topic right of like you know um i think that the fear and the negativity of things a lot of that is all about, like you said before, like the goals and the achievements, like I'm going to win this game because that's what's important, you know? And, yeah. and it's wanted, just, it's just not. I wanted right? to comment. Like not always. I wanted yes, to comment. Do, well, do. I wanted to comment that it doesn't, it doesn't help. Does it when we're in middle school and high school that your, your guidance counselors, like, what is your five-year goal? Blah, blah, blah. Right. Right. Um, and I think there's a, I think there's a purpose for those types of things, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, being solely focused on that. Yeah. Um, it doesn't, you know, Simon Sinek, uh, who is a, is a, is a person that I like who talks about like, you know, discovering the why of what you do and things like that. And I think he's pretty interesting and sometimes he's a little weird and, and probably full of crap, but, but one of the things he talked about, about was goals. And he said, like, I haven't read the book. It's the book I think is called the infinite game. Um, but what really, really got me was he said, have you ever noticed that when you have a big goal and you achieve a goal, right? That what happens after that is that you're depressed. Um, and, uh, and you're, you feel unfulfilled and you feel lost. And, and he talks about people like Michael Phelps feeling just awful after Mm -hmm. he won all those medals in the Olympics. Mm -hmm. Why? Because he did, he achieved the goal. Now what's next? What are you going to do next? Right. And like, and I have felt that in life so many times, like, when I was making independent films, like when I finish this movie, like I'm going to feel so good about this. And then you get it done and you're like, yeah, it's done. Cool. What am I going to do next? Like mm-hmm. if I get this game published, Oh, I'm going to feel so good about this. Like, and then it's, Oh, well that's done. And and so what he, what he suggests is to switch to the model of the infinite game, right? Which is that there's no winning and losing, right? There are rounds and like, and there's no real goals of like their infinite goals. Like, you know, um, I want to get better every day. I want to do this. Like it's not about setting concrete goals. It's about progressing and moving forward. Right. And, uh, and that really resonated with me because, because again, the, the culture says set a five-year plan, set a five-year goal, make this happen. And then when you get there, you know, I mean, I spent 20 years in an industry trying to get to the top and then I got pretty darn close and realized that I hated it. Mm. Uh, and in the secret, the, the sad part was, was that when I look back, I realized I hated it the whole time. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, but I had this goal in mind. And when I got to the goal, when I achieved it, I thought, well, 
here we are like this this is uh is the same stuff i was doing before like i still i still don't like this uh except for now there's nothing to look forward to except for continuing to not like this and um yeah so hey mm. that that took a that took a slope right down no um, it's important <laughs> I, I i maybe you know and i i noticed the time and uh, i had a thought Sorry about that. I, well no i had this thought um earlier today and i didn't i didn't flesh it out but maybe i should i'll throw it out here right at the end um was it a poor design choice eons ago that a game designer made in designing you know the most ancient games that there is a winner and a loser at the end of the day that's a design choice isn't it <laughs> that's mean, right so and then you get into the whole like definition of a game and play and uh, right but i mean but, definition of a game though i mean there are co-op games where everybody's a winner right mm-hmm. there are like you know it's one of the things where people say that's an experience not a game and i have been that smug jerk who said that before this is an activity not a game uh and you know what i was stupid when i said that um and i don't even know i i used to say it a lot and maybe i said it more recently than i that i would be embarrassed about but but the truth is like like when you're like this game plays itself yeah but did you have fun like did mm-hmm. you have fun rolling the dice and moving the stuff because if you did great right um and i don't think we need to gatekeep by saying this is a game this is not yeah. a game but you're right maybe that was a bad design choice right um in the uh in the uh first games to say somebody wins and somebody loses right yeah that's well, uh that's kind of the thing right like that's kind of i think that's life right that's how we view life yeah is somebody wins and somebody loses or that's how people have historically viewed life right yeah yeah Yeah. um and i can also see like the comments uh, if someone were to comment like negatively on this discussion they'd say like you know these guys their perspective these these guys are losers you know like but uh, i'll tell that person sure yeah i'll tell that i i am i'm happy and uh I'd love to share my happiness and, and I, and I extend it to, to that person commenting as well. I hope you find happiness and right. Um, right. You know, that's what, that's, that's what I wanted to talk about and try and share. And right. yeah. So and I, but, I think yeah. if, if you're the type of person that is running around um, just with negative things, like putting negativity out there, um, I, I would suggest that you are not happy <laughs> because yeah. if you're happy, you're not going to be running around crapping on everyone else. Like it's just the truth, right? I mean, uh, bullies aren't generally bullies because they're happy with their lives, but bullies are bullies because, because whether or not it's their fault, they've went through a lot of crap. Yeah. There's and, a reason. Uh, there's reasons. And, and yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, if bullies don't yeah, exist out of nowhere. Somebody. Right. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, if you're yeah. a person who's, who's going out there giving one ratings to things or just being super crappy to people, think about that. Maybe, uh, Maybe check yourself and see. But also, uh, also hear so us. Unhappy. Also hear us say. I mean, we don't, we don't care. And and <laughs> so anyway. Well, hey, you should talk about your game. I know we're running out of time. Yeah. Here, so I've uh, talked about it. So you need to, you need to talk about it. We'll and keep I love, it. We'll I love keep it the brief. Idea of your game. It was just well, I, the the pitch is just a city building game based on Kowloon Walled City. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a fascinating city. Earlier today, someone shared uh, alternative wonders of the world and and some of them in there with like Carcassonne and Alhambra and Teotihuacan and you know places that people have made games of but yeah I would posit that this place was was pretty fascinating and, and up there it's a amazing example of humanity it's it's bad and it's good um 
And it's just, uh, if you don't know about it, um, you should look into it. And I was just astounded to, it's it's got so much um, cultural significance and has influenced so much stuff. A case in point I'll bring up in a second, but I was just astounded to search on Board Game Geek and see nothing. And, and hopefully, if if I'm wrong, please you know show me because I I want to explore that world and 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 play something with this theme. Uh, RPG creators, please do something there. There there, is, there are some novels that take place there, and, and they're a lot of mm-hmm. fun. But just came out just like a few days ago was that was the game Stray on um, several platforms, the video game. Mm-hmm. And, is that uh, set in Kowloon? Well, it's it in development. It was by a team. Their development website was called the Kowloon Game, and okay. and it is spot on, just like being in the city. I've never been there, but all the images I've seen. Wow. Um, and that so makes you know, me want to play that game just for that reason. Well, and uh, there's an experience I can point out, like um, you know, in learning about the city, I, I've contacted people that I've read about and and talk to them uh one of them was uh albert ang who who grew up in the city and 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 left and and um you know it's got this obviously you know it's it's slum and it was terrible and no one wanted to go in there and but Mm -hmm. it was his home and it also was a community and one of his most poignant memories was uh his mother making dumplings and then you know everyone built on top of each other so the, the roads were just down to nothing and the alleyways are just you know arms length across and so his mom could make a package of dumplings and reach out the window mm-hmm. to their neighbor and hand it to them through the window and one mm-hmm. of the places as you're going through flats in the game you can literally see one of these places where you walk out the window and you just hop across the alleyway and into the next flat and I, you can almost see exactly what he was talking about it's gone now the whole city's gone because um uh, it, it was it was leveled because it was going to collapse or burn and it, I mean it just right. was not good. And there um, was, I mean, how yeah. many people were living in the city? So they actually counted, and it was upwards of like officially they counted like thirty five thousand, but they they estimate that like on a, on any given day when everyone there were tons of businesses in there, hundreds of industry and, mm-hmm. and food mm-hmm. stores, and so at any one point at its at its um, maximum, there might have been fifty fifty about five thousand people in a six acres plot. Right. Um, and it just at that point, it was definitely the, the densest instance of humanity in the history mm-hmm. of, of, of mankind. And I'm trying to represent that somehow in, in the game. Right. And so I'm just exploring that and I'm exploring that by talking to people like, like Albert, talking to people like Swen Ho, who was an architect in San Francisco, who received mm-hmm. the Fulbright grant in 1994 to go go there. Right before and, uh, it was torn down, right? Right before it was torn down. She spent about yep. something like six to eight months and drew up several diagrams. The reason I um, met her is that she had done this for that grant. She had produced this this work um, that I was trying to like, if I could buy it, I would. And I couldn't find it. And so I just I asked her, I said, hey, um, I'd really like to make a game about this. And I'd love to see that 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 uh, document you created. And she responded that, you know, um, Hey, yeah, yeah. I, she didn't take me seriously. She's like, hey, you give me a cut of the proceeds, I'll, I'll do it. You know, she's just testing me. <laughs> uh-huh. She she admitted later on that like, I, I don't know, if you were serious. I was like, I was like, well, certainly. I mean, if it goes that way, sure. You know, she's like, right, oh, right, he's, right, oh, right. oh, he's serious. He's serious. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. no, um, she's become a, a great friend, and um, uh-huh. um but yeah, no. Uh, and what yeah. I love about this is that you you had not designed really anything before, and you saw this and said this should be a game like somebody should make this you're right yeah and and um 
to this day, I mean, like if <laughs> honestly, if I could entreat like some amazing designer, just say, oh, sure, I'll make it. Here you go. We could have it next week. I'd be like, great. <laughs> <Woo -hoo." laughs> you know, and if, it, and if it was great, it'd be like, well, yay. Or if you want to like help me make it. I'm like, no, I just, I would just love to see it come to fruition. But at the same time, if at the end of the day, I, I just learn a lot about it and, and maybe through my endeavors, share it with some people. And um, mm -hmm. uh, I, I, there's already a good amount of uh, people remembering it. I, I don't think it's going away. Uh, I think it has reached a kind of legendary status. Anytime someone makes yeah, like a yeah. and YouTube video hits are like two and a half million on any video that like people talk about. But I just found it fascinating. And, and I, I, I've been wanting to design a game and I was looking for a, a jump off point. And um, I, like I said earlier, I, I'm not a Roscoe <laughs> uh, shock. You know, I, I'm mm -hmm. not, I don't have just mechanics just jumping in my mind. I have to have like, well, here are these people on the outside of the city and they want to get in. So, okay. So I need people on the outside of the city. I want to grab them and put them in front of me. And, and now I'm talking to them in front of me and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to put them into residences. I'm going to put them into businesses. And, and that's mm -hmm. literally how I'm like developing the mechanics. And at the end of the day, like mechanics are starting to form. And, and so what do I do now? Well, I, eventually down the road, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll start talking to people like, well, I mean, the people on the discord, the mechanical experts say, what do you guys think about this? And, the more you, people you can involve and, and you know, maybe at mm -hmm. the end of the day through collaboration and, and experimentation and you, you'll get something interesting, but you, you have to going back to the whole fear thing. Um, you got to get it in front of people. It's nothing until you do. Um, right. And I, I've right. gotten in front of some people and the experience has been great and um, they're super excited about it. And so, I mean, the, the completion of it, you know, Julio would have it done in, you know, a month. I'm still years out because I've, you know, like you said, I've never done this, but um, yeah, that's how I'm going about it. Mm -hmm. No, that's, it's really cool. And I, and I, I've got to look at the prototype and stuff and you've talked me all through it and it's just so fun and impressive, the 3d nature of it. And, and the idea is so inspiring and the story is so interesting. Um, yeah. And like, I know I've read a ton that I can about the city because um yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've really, really enjoyed uh, learning about it and reading about it, and I and I hope it's a game that happens because I think it's important, and I think it's um, you know something that uh, that could be really, really cool. And and I think you're doing all the right things with trying to make sure it's done right and talking to different consultants, you know, to make sure that you're culturally representing it correctly and and bringing in people who know a lot about it and who culturally are attached to it as well. I think it's so, so important. I mean, honest, uh, honestly, I'm almost really like cool. the, the discussions I'm having in some kind of way. I'm like, I'm almost hoping because it's such a passion project and it occupies so much of my mind. It's like, I want to come across someone who just says, nah, stop doing this. You're not, you shouldn't do this. You're, you're being, you're being wrong about it. And, and, but I'm not hitting that. I'm, I'm getting people who are just like, oh yeah, do this. This is great. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm on board. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's fun. Very um, cool. And I would hope, I, I would hope people get inspired by find things to get inspired about, about making games. And, and I, I know it's not the way for everyone to make games, but it's uh, certainly a fun way. I, I know we're going pretty long, but I, there was another podcast where someone suggested listening to their eighth episode and their 270th episode is like eight years apart. And it was one designer. And I, I think I'll go ahead and say the name if I'm remembering it correctly, but I think it's Jesse Howard, but, um, and you get to hear him talking then and then eight years later. And one of his big lessons was, the sooner you can get that story and and that setting and that theme to motivate you, 
but at the same time, you know, to the designers who want nothing to do that. And there, and also there are players that want nothing to do with that. I've had someone say theme is nothing to me. And I'm like, well, you know, let's take all the graphics off the board then and move pieces around, you know, um, right, right, but, right. but yeah, to each their own, but, um, it's a fun for me, this is a fun way to approach it. And even if I create something like I am having such a blast trying, I like my goal isn't like this game must happen or I'm mm -hmm. a failure. It's like I am succeeding at trying right now. And whatever mm -hmm. happens at the yeah. end happens. Um, right. So and I think what, that's a great way to look at it, right? Like as we said, you know, um yeah resetting your expectations to something that is uh more manageable i think you know and more realistic and uh not just making yourself feel like it has to happen right i mm -hmm. think that's super important well and, and then the final thought is like and again that's from a perspective of privilege i have a great occupation i'm set um mm -hmm. i and i wanted to extend thanks to to all the designers who are in the business who don't have that privilege and and right. have to make things and are so good at it and have to have faith and, and get it done. And I'm in awe of you all and thank you and keep doing it. And um, yeah, I mean, that's part of the reason I want to be on here and, and share this message of like, yeah, just keep hope and um, keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So awesome. Well, hey, listeners, I hope you enjoyed our conversation here. It was uh, it was a nice meandering uh, bit, bit <laughs> of uh, ideas here. And I, I, I really enjoyed uh, all the things we talked about and uh yeah we'd love to hear your thoughts on it in the discord so go there um thank you again rob for coming on and hanging out and having this chat appreciate it thank you so much and uh listeners if you want to get in touch with us you can of course go to buildinggamepodcast.com there you can find our discord channel link you can come to the discord you can tell us how much you hated this episode you can be super negative about it that'd be mean don't do that uh, but you could come here and you could tell us what you thought about the episode and we would love 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 to hear uh your thoughts on that and uh, what else you might want to add to that discussion? Who knows? If you do it enough, I might make you be on the podcast. Uh, you can also email us at buildinggamepodcast.com. I'm gmail.buildinggamepodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. You can also find us on the Twitter. The podcast is at podcastbtg. I am at J.A. Slingerland. And Rob... Um, are you on Twitter? I feel like I follow yeah, you on Twitter. Yeah, let me share this ridiculous because I was yeah. So I guess I guess if you searched Robbie Bergstrom, it would come up, but my the actual handle is get this at H R M underscore L F B underscore R O B. No chance that anyone I will not be picking up any followers if you can. So wow. but that is what it is. But I would say maybe, um, yeah, go on the Discord, find me there. Um, or I guess if you search on Facebook for uh, Kowloon Walled City Board Game, maybe it'll pop up. I did it as a page. I understand you should really do it as a group. So that's messed up. You know, I'm great at this. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, the social aspect, not so great. Uh, and, you know, maybe it'll turn out game design, not so great either. But maybe it won't. We'll see. <laughs> Um, and uh, just for the people who have never heard of Kowloon Walled City, it is K-O-W-L-O-O-N is how you spell Kowloon, uh, just to make sure that you can find it, because uh, I know that that word may not be obvious to some people. So now you know. Yeah. As a final thought, I, th I think I'm I think I'm going to call it 
Hacknam, and I'm, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but I need to run that by my consultants, but that was the one of the names for it. It means City of Darkness. A book I would recommend is called City of Darkness yes. by Greg Gerard and Ian Lambert, or Lambeau, I'm not sure how he pronounces that, um, or that those are his pronouns, or their pronouns. I, um, but um, yeah, that's I highly recommend that. And uh, yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you again, listeners. And until next time, good night. Good night. Building the game, building the game with Jason and friends, with Jason and friends. Building the game, building the game with Jason and friends, with Jason and friends. The end of the episode, that's when it technically ends.